Hello everyone and welcome back to another chapter episode. Last chapter, um, Termaline decided to defeat Scarlet and then she was like, well, I don't, I mean, I like having all my memories back as Termaline, but I want to be Ruby again because then everyone already knows her as Ruby and like Cliff knows her as Ruby, so it'd be kind of sad if you lost your Dragonette because they just don't recognize you. And so they made Chameleon change her back. And that was about it. So let's get started. Chapter 19, Wings of Fire, Escaping Peril. This doesn't feel like a normal Skywing party somehow, Peril said to Queen Ruby. That's because it's missing all the fun, brutal murder parts, Queen Ruby explained. They were sitting on the top level of the Great Hall, looking down at the massive dancing, singing Skywings. Peril watched them hug and spin and clap wings with one another and thought wistfully of the full moon festival. Now she might never get to dance with anyone in her entire life. Even if she could ever talk Clay into it, she had a feeling he was the kind of dragon with four left talons. I mean, Ruby went on, think about how Queen Scarlet's parties usually went, or what they were for. Actually, you'll sleep better if you don't know, she added to Turtle. That was true, Peril shivered. Parties for executions, parties for thrilling bloody arena days, parties for Scarlet's hatching day, or Burns visits that featured all kinds of dragon-killing entertainment. The Sky Queendom pro- probably hadn't seen a party in 20 years that didn't revolve around Scarlet's gladiator fetish. fetish. The Skywings were making up for it now. Somehow, about eight orchestras worth of percussion and string instruments had materialized over the course of days. Now the night had fallen and the storm had passed, music filled the halls of the of a palace that had once reverberated only with shrieks of burning dragons. Pearl looked down at her claws. Your Majesty, I I'm sorry about the eggs on the brightest night. Stop, Ruby said. She drew Cliff close under her wing. He'd insisted on staying up till midnight, and he looked a lot more awake than Turtle, who kept yawning and leaning on things. Listen, you were only a dragonette, not much older than Cliff. And Scarlet was the only parent you ever had, or friend, or anything. None of the rest of us even tried to see you as a real dragon. I saw a weapon, and that was it. But now, I think about what ha- could have happened to Cliff if he was born with fire scales, or if my mother had gotten her claws into him. I think a lot about how it'll turn out with me as his mother, so I don't blame you anymore. Gosh, I do, Peril said. All the things? I mean, if you ever just do the arena numbers... Plus the random dragons she disliked, and all the burning, and then you think, Peril, Turtle interrupted, this might be one of those instances where less details is the way to go. I know it was bad, Ruby said, but you can make up for what you've done. At least you can try, if we let you, if we let you try. Oh, Peril said, you bet, of course I'll try. I just need a few more epic battles to the death that I can throw myself into. Point me at some more dragons in distress, or viper bites I can tackle. Also, I'm great at toasting squirrels with boiling water any time you need one of those. Ruby laughed, then glanced at her dragonette and looked serious again. This should be obvious to everyone who saw you save Cliff, she added. But, just to make it official, you are no longer banished. You're welcome throughout the Sky Kingdom and anywhere Cliff and I, and I go. If you want to move back to the palace, you can. Oh, Peril said, oddly embarrassed. Thanks, I'll think about it. Is this it? Is this what being a hero feels like? Is this what Clay, Tsunami, and Sunny feel like every day? I thought it'd be more different. 
I thought suddenly it would be easier to be good. I thought it would come naturally. Once I did enough good things, or the right big th good things, but I still feel just as muddled about what to do next. And I kind of still want to set the guard over there on fire. But I swear he's laughing at me. Not to mention there are lots of wonderful, vengeful things I could do to Chameleon that keeps parading through my brain. Speaking of Chameleon, Pearl frowned at the commotion on the level below. Your Majesty, she said, isn't that one of the guards who is supposed to be keeping an eye on Ka or Sor? Queen Ruby didn't have to answer. The guard was now swooping up toward them with a terrifying, alarmed expression. I'm sorry, she cried, lying next to the queen. I don't know what happened. I know you said not to let any other dragons in or out, but suddenly there was a nightwing there, a really big one, and he came from inside the room, and I didn't know how he got there, and he knocked out Harrier with his tail in one blow, and then he flew off, and the skywing was gone. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. She flung herself into a deep, abject bow. On the other side of the queen, Turtle sat up, all his sleepiness gone. He looked much more worried and much less puddle-like than usual. Queen Ruby reached out and raised the guard to standing. I'm not going to hurt her, she said. I'm not going to hurt you, she said. We didn't expect him to run. So it's my own fault for not taking more precautions. Go make sure Harrier is all right. The guard's face was all relief from snout to horns as she bowed and flew away again. How worried should I be? Queen Ruby asked Peril. What do you know about the dragon? Peril had thought there would be more time, time to tell the, her queen everything, time to make Chameleon feel safe here and figure out what to do with them and how to deal with the scroll. Sharon thought he would bolt the first chance he got, without saying goodbye, without thinking about me at all, maybe? I know he's a real rainwing, she confessed. He can use this, that scroll for anything, but so far he mostly only uses it for shape-shifting. I think because he could never change his scales when he was a rainwing. I don't think he would do evil things with it on his own. That was just for Scarlet. But actually, I don't really know him that well. He has a Nightwing shape, Turtle said, and he was working for Scarlet. Is he the one who hurt King Goju? Peril flinched. Why had she let herself forget about that? Because he offered me everything I thought I wanted? Yeah, she admitted. He hates Rainwings because they banished him from the rainforest. Then we can't let him wander around freely with a weapon like that. I should have taken it from him right away, Queen Ruby said, shaking her head. I was trying to reward his cooperation. All right, I'll send out a search party. He saw the anxious expression on Turtle's face and added, Or six. Six search parties. Don't worry, we'll find him. She spread her wings and flew down to the throne room with Cliff right behind her. We can't wait, Turtle said to Peril. We can go after him right now. Yes, she said. But Turtle, one more thing you should know. He's my father. Wow, he said. You have bad, bad luck with parents. But good luck with friends, she said, grinning at him. You big sap, he said, and I can't even punch you to shut you up. You could, she said. That would be pretty funny for me. He flicked his tail at her and lifted off, sailing through the open roof into the star-speckled sky. Pearl followed, feeling the rush of cold wind around her blazing wings. Every moment that she got further away from the necklace, she felt more and more like herself again. No more troubling or guilty thoughts about Scarlet. Nothing but clear memories of Clay. Can I go back to Jade Mountain now? Have I done enough? The question somehow felt less pressing than I had before. She still missed Clay very much, but she had important things to do, such as finding her father, get that scroll into her talons, 
that intertrons that could be trusted and maybe help Turtle and his friends stop some big new terrible prophecy, if they'd have her. If he's a Nightwing, he'll blend right in up here, Turtle called to her, lashing his tail in frustration. One of the moons was almost full, but leftover clouds from the storm hid most of the moonlight from the mountain peaks. We need help, he angled south of abruptly. Uh-oh, tell me we're not off to find a mind reader and an Aesid who might be holding a grudge. I left them in the valley, Turtle said, pointing. They said a signal when I needed them. The scales began flashing, and Peril nearly flew into a cliff. She was so startled. She knew Seavings had glow-in-the-dark scales, but she'd never seen a dragon use them at night before. Luminescent spirals and shapes like webbed talon prints lit up along his wings. It was sort of beautiful in a weird, fishy way. Almost immediately, she saw an arresting burst of twin flames from the dark valley below them. Soon after, the three shapes rose up to meet them, two of them pale and ghostly, one barely a flicker of a shadow. You did it, Creepily said as soon as they were close enough to talk. You actually rescued her? Eh, not exactly, Peril said. But thanks very much for the skeptical tone, Turtle said. Is she safe to be around? Winter asked harshly. What do you think? He tilted his head at Moon. I am, Peril said. She thought, mushrooms and mongoose at the Nightwing as loud as she could, and Moon started giggling. It seems like a good sign, said Kidley, giving Moon a smile that reminded Peril that Nightwing who always followed Queen Glory around. Guys, we don't have time for a prickly, re- for a prickly reunion, Turtle interrupted. Scarlet's ally has escaped and is, and is worse than we thought. He's a shapeshifter, so he can look like a dragon from any tribe, and he's got this animus touch scroll that can enchant anything, as far as we can tell. Moon let out a yelp so loud it echoed off the mountains. A scroll? She cried. Really? You're sure? Uh, yeah, Turtle said. We saw it. Moon looked deeply agitated now. Pearl regarded her with new interest. Was the Nightwing hiding something from them? Even her alleged friends? What do you know about the scroll? Pearl asked. Nothing, Moon said. Was it wrapped in black leather casing? Yes, Turtle said, staring at her. Maybe you should tell us all the nothing you know about it, Pearl suggested. I just, I heard a story once, Moon said, about a Nightwing scroll from long ago that was in such. It sounds like it could be the same scroll. She fidgeted anxiously, twitching her tail over her talons. That would be bad. We would really, really need to get it back if it's the same scroll. That's what I know. I was hoping you could try listening for him, Turtle said. He escaped the palace not long ago, so he can't have gone for can't have gone far. He's in his nightwing form, Pearl added, the one where he calls himself shapeshifter. Very subtle, said Kibley. Shh, Moon said, closing her eyes. I don't think I could pick up anything from way up here. Let's fly along the river, Pearl said. I have a feeling he's gone that way. He said something to me about becoming mudwings. She saw the hesitation in their wing beats. Should we trust this dragon? Are we really going to follow her? But when she turned and swooped away, Turtle was right beside her, and the others weren't far behind. Going to the mudwings sounded like the next thing her father would do. He wouldn't become Cirrus again now that Peril knew that shape. She guessed he wouldn't be comfortable underwater, even a seawing form, and he'd have to worry about keeping the school dry. Going west of the savings meant Queen Thorn, who already had a reputation as someone impossible to corrupt, and she couldn't imagine him returning to the rainforest, either as a rainwing or a nightwing. But the mudwings were close, and Queen Morhan had once been Scarlet's ally. She might be willing to take in a strange dragon who offered a mysterious power in exchange for treasure. Peril dove toward the Diamond Spray River, which glimmered like molten silver in the palace's 
in the palaces where moonlight broke through, in the places where moonlight broke through. She remembered Clay swimming away down this river with his friends, heading home to the Mud Kingdom and away from her. The memory still made her chest ache. But at least I have that memory. Suddenly, moon baked ripe and stopped her, hovering in a place where her front talons pressed to her head. After a moment, she lifted one of them and pointed. I think he's over there, she whispered. They slipped after her, gliding as quietly as they could. In the clearing by the river, fiddling with something in his talons, hulked a large black shape. He made himself enormous, Peril thought, the kind of scary nightwing everyone has always whispered about. Kibli flicked his wings to catch her eye, then pointed to each of them, conveying silent instructions. A moment later, they landed in a circle around Chameleon. Peril's talons were only an inch from his tail. Don't move, she said.